G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a bit of a focus today on the story of Field Marshal Bernard Law Montgomery and his role with the Anzacs in the Second World War. And to talk about Bernard Montgomery today, Graham MacDonald from Did You Know is back with us. Did You Know, of course, a website where you can get a whole lot of great, uh, just short stories that will give you an impression of those great identities of Australia's Christian heritage uh, who have been magnificent when it comes to the way they've served their country and served God. Uh, Graham McDonald, great to talk to you about all these sorts of things. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, Graham, you better give us a quick little refresher on Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery and his link to the Anzacs. You know, if I was reflecting on the turning point in the Western Desert Campaign, the Battle of El Alamein, uh, what are your thoughts on a, on a quick overview of his life? Well, it's really in- interesting. Um, he was actually born in London, and uh, he came to Australia at the age of two. His father was appointed as the um, Bishop of um, Hobart, and he was one of nine children. But even as an infant, he-, he was watching the soldiers go off to the Boer War, and he said to his mother, he said, I, I want to be a soldier when I grow up. And uh, so after he spent... Uh, he was about 14 or 15 when they went back to uh, back to uh, England, and he wasn't long before he joined up in the uh, to the uh, uh, military college there, and uh, then started his career as a uh, as a full time um, soldier. Um, he also served in the First World War. In the First World War, he um, almost lost his life. He got um, actually in France. He got shot in the chest and. He um, he was just laying there. It was in an open field, and, and he was just laying quietly. And somebody, one of his soldier friends, came up and started putting the um, uh, dressing his wound. Uh, a sniper shot this soldier in the head, who fell dead on top of Montgomery. And uh, the sniper continued to shoot. And the uh, sadly, the sol- the dead soldier, he got most of the bullets. And uh, Montgomery got another one in the leg. Um, and uh, anyhow, at night time, the stretcher bearers came, took them out, and uh, he was um, recuperated and then um, put back into um, into action and ultimately became the leader of the push against the uh, the Nazi forces in uh, El Alamein, which was basically the um, the turning point of the uh, the war for the Germans in in the northern part of um, of, of uh, Africa. You know, just uh, two or three years ago, uh, historian Kelvin Crombie uh, came to visit me and we had a chat and he had in his possession a Bible that was presented to Bernard Montgomery uh, by the Israelis in their thanks that he was there holding back uh, the German army from their march from North Africa and they were heading 
towards Israel and the, there was anticipation that there would be another holocaust and and just to be in the presence of an artifact like that Bible that he was presented, just an amazing sort of a feeling because here was one of the biggest heroes of World War Two, and he spent some time humbly in Tasmania, the son of a, a bishop in Tasmania. And, and it's interesting, the, the um, Crombie, when we, we thank God for people like that who follow these stories and try and dig up these um, these iconic pieces of history. And it's interesting that the, um, you're right, the, 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 the Palestinian jury gave this Bible to, to uh, Montgomery, and it actually says, Phil Marshall Viscount Montgomery, the gallant leader of the victorious forces by whose and God has placed salvation in Zion in the days of El Alamein, presented in token of the everlasting gratitude of Palestinian Jewry by the Vard Lumi, General Council of the Jewish Community in Palestine. So um, they, the, the Jewish people were very conscious of the, the biblical implications of that battle in, in El Alamein. The Australian connections are very powerful. As the son of a minister of the gospel, his dad, as we say, uh, the Bishop of Tasmania back in 1889, he was raised in the things of God and he obviously responded so well with his own Christian faith uh, to the point where he read his Bible twice a day and uh, where his favourite stories were from the Bible. Yeah, he he was very um, open about his faith. He there was, he actually learnt a, a verse a day. Apparently, he had some sort of um, him and his mother had some misgivings, but um, uh, along the line, he certainly um, embraced his faith and and lived it out in in real life. And uh, even when when he was um, put in charge of the forces in um, in Egypt, there he, uh, he his first meeting with the um, with the leaders there, he says to them something like this. He says, I've cancelled the plan for withdrawal. He told his officers there were the first meeting. If we attacked, then we'll be, there will be no retreat. We cannot stay here alive. We will stay here dead. And uh, so he got right in there and he was, um, I believe, um, strengthened by the word of God who blessed him because of his faithfulness to God and also the fact that he's... he's um, his demeanour to his men gave them a, a new a moral, new hope in, 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 in this war. Well, a man of God in the shape of Joshua that we'd understand as one of the great heroes of the Old Testament. Uh, Graham MacDonald, stay with us because there was a little bit of acting going on. There was uh, some dramatic play in the events of uh, the winning of that campaign at El Alamein, which I want to ask you about because it's it's quite amusing and and quite uh, significant. We'll come back and continue our conversation in just a few moments. Graham McDonald from Did You Know? The Did You Know website is didyouknow.info. Back with more in just a short while. We're back talking about one of those great war heroes who has a real connection with Australia. Talking about Field Marshal Bernard Law Montgomery, who was one of those instrumental in just uh, heading off the Germans as they were on their way to attack Israel. 
and the Battle of El Alamein, considered to be a turning point in the Western Desert campaign. We're talking about Bernard Montgomery, and Graham MacDonald from Did You Know is with us. Did You Know with a, a wonderful resource uh, for all sorts of people, whether you're a parent or whether you have connections with schools, to be able to get great information about Australia's Christian heritage. Graham, uh, we wanted to uh, talk a little bit about one of those theatrical events that was happening around that time before the Battle of El Alamein because it's quite amusing. Uh, tell us how this whole theatrical thing unfolded. Well, the the um, the Allied forces had uh, were planning to um, attack the, uh, the the Nazis through through Normandy, and this was their plan of attack. But they wanted to try and somehow um, throw the, the, the Nazis off, off their guard. So they come up with a plan, and they had a, an Australian actor um, by the name of Clifton James who looked very much like, uh, like Montgomery, and they dressed him up, and um, they shipped him off to, to Gibraltar. Now, for all intention purposes, Montgomery should be in, in the Egypt sort of planning the, these attacks for going into Normandy. And um, the, this person turns up in um, Gibraltar, and he's welcomed by the governor of Gibraltar, and they appear to know each other quite well. And this um, Clifton James, as the uh, person dressed up as Montgomery, gets out and did get introduced, and they, get, they go in and they usher um, Montgomery out of the way very quickly. But it so happens that the governor of that particular, uh, at Gibraltar, had a visitor who, for some, they, they must have known that he, he was a, a, a Nazi spy. And so they, they sort of allowed him to see um, this person looking like Montgomery um, ushered into, out of his sight. And then um, when the the, the governor was talking to his visitor. He was all embarrassed and sort of apologised and, like, you know, nobody was so supposed to see um, Montgomery here. And so the, the Nazi spy assumed that what was happening was that the the invasion of, um, of, the, of Europe was going to take place not in Normandy but somewhere in the Mediterranean. So with that information, um, he contacted the head office and uh, what happened was that the, the Nazis actually diverted a lot of their um, troops across into, uh, to where they thought might be over in the Mediterranean area somewhere. And so they were, in a word, um, gypped or tricked. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it is quite comical, but the, the reality of it is, I mean... In, on one hand, the whole war could have been hang, hang on that particular one one um, issue, you know. So the spy taken in by a huge hoax, one of the biggest hoaxes of the war, and if that hoax had have not come through the way that it did, as you say, uh, the outcome of the war may have been completely different because oh. uh, there may have been a focus back onto Normandy, and of course Normandy was uh, was the key time that was you know to, was about to end the war. So uh, very very significant. And that that actor who played Montgomery and fooled the spy, fooled the Nazi spy, uh, was Australian actor Clifton James. Yeah, it's really interesting that 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 both um, that, that uh, Montgomery had his you know early years in in Australia, and here we use a, a uh, an Australian actor by the Cliff 
the name of Clifton James to impersonate him um, some 30 years or 40 years later to throw the, the Nazis off the scent, so to speak. Wow. And so when we think of that story, Graham, and the way that there is a a huge outcome from something that includes an Australian, and there's Australians who seem to bob up in a whole lot of different strategic places in a lot of war stories, but it's something we can be actually very proud of as an Australian, knowing that Bernard Montgomery, who had that time in Australia, as, with, along with his parents and his family, uh, really uh, you know, played a significant role in that war yeah and I think a part a part of his growing up here too would have allowed him although in the in the period when he grew up in Tasmania it was pretty harsh in um, in Tasmania Tasmania had only been basically settled for 86 odd years so it was still pretty rugged and pretty uh, was pretty basic I would suggest and so he probably was um, probably toughened up in one regard, but also he would have seen, I, I, I guess, the, the Australian attitude to problems and to issues. And that, coupled with his Christian faith, I think probably helped him to, uh, when, he, when he ultimately became the person leading the charges in these, these war, um, ga- not games, in these war times, um, he, he was not one of the leaders who stood back and gave orders. He actually got up in up on the front line. He was giving orders to the men. And uh, so he, he actually took on this this role of being um, like a part, one of the boys, although being the leader, but he was up there up front. And uh, he, even he even the way he dressed, he, he when he first uh, went to um, Egypt, he, he put on the slouch hat for a number of years, and then he changed that for his uh, black beret, which he became famous for. And most photographs you see of him, he's wearing that black beret. But I, I sense that that growing up in Australia with that mateship thing that we have here in Australia was something that he, he was able to embrace and then also to demonstrate it in his later life. Well, one of the great war heroes of World War II, and uh, when people think about Christian leaders, here was a man who said his prayers in the desert tent each night and in each morning, uh, quoted the Bible to his troops, and that was all about making them better fighters. It does seem that when leaders take the truth of God to heart, uh, it does create people of good character, and uh, he obviously knew that there was a key in growing better fighters uh, out of using the Bible and uh, and leading his men in prayer. Mm, he did. And there's actually you can there's photographs when you Google through. There's different photographs where you see he's actually in in a desert setting, and he's actually um, praying over his men before battles and uh, so he, he he understood the reality of God he understood the the reality of God's word and I believe he understood the power of God's word if there's an obedience to that and uh, so he lived his life in such a way and again ultimately became the the victor in this um, in these terrible wars and uh, yeah I, I just think it, it's a, it's a an inspiration for all of us to um, look at a man like that who went through really difficult times, and yet his faith was always up front. That's what he lived by. That's how he lived his life. That also um, 
encouraged others and inspired others to do great things as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to have these stories that we can look back on and, and let's teach our children these stories. Well, it is an inspiring story. Field Marshal Bernard Law Montgomery and his role in the Anzacs and, of course, serving in a whole lot of different areas that he did in World War II. Uh, Graham MacDonald, appoint people to the website Did You Know? That's D-I-D-U-N-O dot info. That's D-I-D-U-N-O dot info, uh, where listeners would be able to download a whole lot of great stories similar to this one, but today uh, talking about Field Marshal Bernard Law Montgomery. Graham MacDonald, thanks for being with us again today on 2020. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.